podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Good evening, afternoon, night, morning. Because like, essentially, where the, it's probably morning where, uh, where Aston Villa are at the moment. And I'm presuming that there might be some Aston Villa fans in Australia checking in at the minute. So I just might as well check all bases. Kind of like the Truman Show. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. You know, that's <laughs> what, he say, what he says in the Truman Show. Good morning. And if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Um, how's everyone doing? How's Paddy doing? More so to the to the point to the point. I get this urgent message saying we need to do a podcast tonight, and I said, "Yeah, grand, let's do it." Yeah, but uh, I'm not sure it was an urgent as urgent as you're making it out to me. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely it did wasn't. send you a message saying, uh, "If you want to do a podcast tonight, is the last time I'm going to be doing one for ten days because I'm yeah. going after the sunshine." Even though, by all accounts, it's going to be thirty degrees here in the next mm. few days. So. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's uh, it's great to get away and t- get get the the batteries recharged. We'd say because I won't be getting up at half four or half five in the morning to be watching Villa. So I'll uh, I'll get a late breakfast with a pint and have the iPad on and I'll watch back the uh, the games over the weekend. And we've won during the week as well, haven't we? So that's the plan, anyway. That's where, that's where a king would do it, Paddy. That's the way a king would do it. Anyway. So live like a king. I will be doing, uh, just for anybody who's there, I don't know how, how if there's anybody else here that's uh, borderline um, insane, but I will be up to do a team sheet tantrum at 4.25 <laughs> and, and, and Sunday morning. Um, so I will be here for a team sheet tantrum. You're either fucking go hard or you go home. Isn't that what they say? Um, so I will be here for 4.25 um, for a team sheet tantrum. And if I'm not here, it's because I slept in and I make no apologies for it. But I usually don't. I'm usually awake at that time anyway during the morning because sleep is for losers. So uh, uh, we should see you then at that stage. But no, we said we'd pop on because kind of half hoping nothing breaks between now and the end. Now and maybe next Tuesday because I won't be in, uh, like Paddy. I will be I too will be incapacitated for a good portion of between now and Tuesday. I'm going to see Pixies live in concert. First live concert in Donkeys tomorrow night. And if you think that I'm seeing that through normal sober glasses and, and, and eyeballs, you've another thing coming. And then I've got my beloved Limerick Curling in the honor of final on Sunday. So once again, um, it's going to be it's going to be a hard, a, a hard <coughs> few days of it. Um, so we said we get a podcast out of the way, and not out of the way because we love doing them. But we said we get one today, this evening, between the two of us because Paddy's gone away on holidays. And and look, I suppose the big thing is I'm going to start off on a, on a family note first, so so that everybody can put the kids to bed and get everyone up before potential uh, um, potential swear words start to fly later on. But I'm loving some, I'm loving the pictures and the content and everything the Villa are putting out about about this tour. I think they've done an absolute bang up job from a PR point of view. And I think that they've, I think Villa TV are putting out some really great content, even from the guys going to see the nature reserve to um, getting getting the Wallabies um, uh, rugby team involved and stuff like that. I think it's absolutely top notch, and they must be commended for it. Absolutely, it it, it makes it makes for great uh, great viewing when you when you're so far away. It, it it gives it gives the British public an idea of what it's like for us to look in from a distance and not be part of it. 
Um, so like we've got fans all over the world. So why not why not be spreading and casting the net as far as Australia and. You know, we've we've got two very high profile friendlies coming up, plus a, a local one in between, which we're going to get and pick up a load of new fans from, and it's important. It's really important. Um, but like we we will get onto the big talking point of the day, which of course is Nathan Collins. But we'll get to that in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, grabbed it. I was actually going to do that. I was going to do that at the time when I came to the big talking point. I'm going to have to switch to Courtney House now. Uh, just keep everybody yeah. guessing, but um, yeah. Well, look, we'll, we'll, we'll get that one out of the way because, the, the, like, I I'm totally in the same court as you. I I told you two weeks ago that a conversation had taken place between Aston Villa and Nathan Collins, and in fairness to Nathan Collins, he's decided to go for footballing reasons. He figures he's going to get a game, and for for somebody who has aspirations to captain his country. I, I pat him on the back and say, well done, son. Um, if in a couple of years, Wolves aren't doing it for him and he wants to come, by all means, <laughs> yeah. he's more than welcome, but he's going to cost us a pretty penny in a couple of years. It, it's unfortunate. I know how much you love him and that's why I'm taking over this one because uh, I, I'm sure you're a little bit sad and, and you, you had a couple of whiskeys last night and drowned your sorrows, but uh, we're back to reality today. And that, that is the harsh reality that you've, you've got somebody who wants to continue playing football, who wants to progress. And it shows, it shows just how far we've come that a player is making a decision like that to go and play for another club. Mm. Yeah, I remember when, like, when you messaged me, it was after I had, obviously I, I've been putting it out for the last almost two years in, into the ether, how much I love loved Nathan Collins. And when you messaged me about two and a half, three weeks ago and said, there is genuine conversations going on here. I was like going, oh, my God, if he signs, I literally, it, it could be a naked podcast. Like, it could very <laughs> easily become a naked podcast very, very quickly. And I don't know who would enjoy that. But, uh, yeah, look, he's he's gone to Wolves. Look, from, from a completely savage point of view, it would have been great to have him as a Villa player. But um, he's going he's gonna to learn how to defend really well at Wolves. You know, what one thing um, Bruno Lange, or whatever his name was, uh, could do at that club or for the, for the majority of the season was able to, marshal that defence and make that defence really, really mean and stingy. And uh, yeah, fair play to him. You know, he's going to go there. I, I just, you know, he's, he's, he's going he's gonna to blossom wherever the head he is. So uh, fair play to him and he's gone and he's not going to be with Aston Villa and now he's dead to me. Um, so that's that's just the way it goes. Um, that, is that the end of the podcast? No, that's not the end of the podcast. <laughs> that's not the end of my love for Nathan Collins. Um, but... Uh, yeah, look, I suppose there's 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 other things that kind of broke today as well, Paddy. Obviously, we had that an interview with Stephen Gerrard. Uh, I thought it was it was it was a good interview. I thought, I, thought he, I, I like the fact that he look. Obviously, we're going to be talking about Karen Shackleton and we're going to be talking about Amor Gazi. We're going to be talking about Courtney House and stuff like that. But I love the way he basically just sat down there and he. I think I think he's beginning to feel like he's the boss now. If that makes sense, I think last year when we were when he come in mid season and he was trying to juggle the results with his authority and he had to kind of juggle the two of them together because, you know, it's difficult to come into a dressing room and to, the days are gone where you, you know, you slam your fist in the table and you say there's a new sheriff in town. Kind of the days are gone from that. But I think, no, he has them in a different country. He has them halfway around the world. He's running them and he's, and they're doing their, doing their, uh, their, their, their hard work. And I think he's beginning to feel like he's boss. And I like that. And I think what he came out today was to, was to say, right, we're turning the page and this is my regime now. 
And I think today was very much that. And I think it very much showed that he has the compassionate side when he spoke about Amar Ghazi and he put the put the rest. Look, we know that Amar Ghazi, if, if an offer comes in, he will leave, you know, and, and, and that's that's not a secret. We can't sit around here and factor on the bush about it, but that's the reality of it. But they've done him a yeah. solid by not dragging him halfway around the world when his first child is going to be born within the next week. And that shows yeah. the empathetic and the compassionate side and the side from the Stephen Gerrard that says, well, I understand that life gets in the way sometimes and it's not ideal. And I know you'd like to be down here with us, but this is going to be potentially the biggest moment in your life. So stay at home. Courtney House, obviously, he didn't come down because he would have just been a spectator, uh, a, a needless spectator. And, and everybody knows how much I love Courtney House. So they left him at home. And then he, then he, he, he kind of bore his teeth and uh, clinched his fist a small bit today. And he said, right. Good knowledge you are, Carney. That offer has been there long enough. You've been dicking about with it. It's been on the table. It's You either need to tell us yes or you need to tell us no, but you haven't told us anything at the moment. So stay at home. Play with your age group. You're balling out. You're absolutely playing superb for your age group, uh, for, for your country. Stay at home. Train with your age group, okay? And when you start acting like a, uh, a full-time Premier League footballer where you've got the balls to tell us what you're going to do, well, then you can come and you can start playing with football, full-time Premier, Premier League football team. But for now, if you want to... If you want to do this, if you want to do this dance, stay at home and do it. And that's kind of my view on it as well. And I don't really have much more to say than, than than that on the matter. And I'm going to let you take it from there because, like, I was always taught the phrase that, you know, uh, you have to earn your place at the table before you can start to fill your plate. And, and and like, maybe he's he's quite the footballer. Like, let's not get let's let's not get ourselves in the way of that. He's really good and no one's denigrating that. But, you know, mm. at the end of 18, 19, Gosh, you know, they're, they're, like if 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 the YTS scheme was there, he'd still be earning twenty five quid a week, and he'd be fucking delighted for it. So, look, that's my side. That's my side of it, and and I'm going to shut yeah. up about it now because I can look, talk for an hour. You say he's a, he's a good footballer, is he? Do we know? Do we know he's a good footballer? I tell you what, he is. He's a footballer that should not be demanding what he he is demanding. With and I can't even put a figure on that because I don't know for sure. Um, I think he, I think he has an agent who every footballer in the world should have because he's linked them with every big club in Europe, and he hasn't an arse's roar of signing for. Um, there's obviously one club in for him, and they're trying to shift it away. So, you know, for me, if we're not going to get the money we want from, I'd let him, I'd let him rot and use a year of a, a year of his development if that's the game he wants to play. But. Uh, the one thing I will say is that Stephen Gerrard, for me, came of age today. I think to, <clears throat> to stand and speak to the fan base about an issue that everybody is pissed off over. Let's face it, that is exactly it. We're all pissed off that we have this young fella who hasn't exactly set the world on fire, yet has had opportunities to play Premier League football under Stephen, Ger- Stephen Gerrard. And before, before that with... Uh, with uh, Dean Smith, um, and the best, the best we could hope for, or the best we've seen from him, is run run ten yards of the ball and whack it off the foot of the post against Spurs. Other than that, I don't recall anything magical he did in a Premier League game. Now I do take the fact that you said at his age group, yes, absolutely fine. He looks like a man amongst boys. He was very good for England in the Under Nineteen Championships, but I totally stand behind Steven Gerrard. If that contract is sitting there, as as we believe, since the start of last season, and there's obviously been no dialogue about it, well, good luck to him. We, we, we may draw a line under it. And I have said on here many times that uh, 
a friend of mine is close to, to Carney, and apparently he says that it, it, it he could still sign that contract and he still hasn't lost hope up till five o'clock today when he messaged me. He was still hopeful that, that Carney would sign that contract. But look, 19 years of age is not the age to play hardball. If you, if you can negotiate a, a decent wage, a four-year deal at this stage of your life, go on that decent wage. If you tear the Premier League up next season, off with you. Give give us the, the, the funds that we deserve for, for nurturing you into the position you're in. So for me, I'm very happy with what Gerard did today. But on the other hand, I'm disappointed without the whole thing. It has been handled by not really Carney as such, but definitely by his agent. I think it's bad, bad business to be doing that to a child of his age. Because let's face it, he's still only a child. Mm. And you read on Twitter, you read all this stuff on Twitter that, you know, that it's, 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 I don't know if this true, if this is true. I'm going to preface this. I have no idea who his agent is, but you read this on Twitter that he's, his agent's shining light. He's his agent's cash cow. And you know, like, it's, it's, I don't, I want to say something, but I don't want to come across as being really, really crass, but uh, you know, you know what I'm going to get at there like that, that it's, it kind of goes back to when Sterling had that agent when he was leaving, uh, not the same agent, but an agent that where Sterling was his cash cow when he was leaving Liverpool. And and yes, he left Liverpool and he went to Man City and he made, made good of himself. And the same thing could happen of of Chukwueke. He could go to Barcelona. He could go to he could go to Dortmund. Whoever it is, all these all these clubs are being named somewhere, shape or form. But none of them seem to be throwing contracts. And the, well, they can't until January. I completely understand that. But we will know. We, like and this will rumble until January, one way or another. Because yeah. we're not going to sell him. We're not going to sell him this year. Like. Um, mm. the club, the club have nothing really to lose. If at the moment he's not going to sign a contract, no club is going to come in and give us ten million for him at this minute in time. But they're going, every club is going to want to sit him down at the table and make an offer to him um, in January because they think they can get him for an arbitrary, arbitrary free, uh, arbitrary fee. And so the club have nothing to waste or nothing to lose, should I say, by waiting and hoping that clubs go away and offer him X amount of money, and that he comes back and Aston Villa have offered him more. You know, because uh, mm. by all accounts, we've offered him a very, very handsome wage, and Absolutely. it's a case. That, yeah. like it's it, it it it's a case that, yeah, that's that's essentially. I kind of I don't want to go into it more because I don't know. I don't have any information on it, and you know, sometimes you can say something on a podcast, and then all of a sudden it can become hearsay on wherever. And I'm not saying that we were the fucking reason for any of that, but I've just seen it with other podcasts. Something is mentioned as a throwaway comment, as a potential or, or an opinion, and then before you know it. it Three weeks later, you're still reading it on on on, on Twitter, and I don't think it's fair yeah. to comment on it's his money either. I don't like it's his fucking money. I wouldn't like if there was anybody in the world commenting about my, commenting on my money either. But at the end of the day, I know I'm getting a pay, paid a fair wage for the work that I do. Um, I'd love yeah. to get more, yes, but um, you know, apparently, well, I just I just think that at, at the end of the day, and we we had this conversation on the podcast uh, not so long ago that this this is not. Uh, Wes Eden's club. This is not Porzlo's club. This is our club. Our club. So we 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 are entitled to be pissed off at the fact that this guy can walk away for nothing. Be be that that the club have made that decision. Be that that we just have one greedy greedy agent trying to negotiate his way out of this. Um, the rumor is that he looked for double than what Villa were looking for. I don't know what the figure was, but that was the rumor. If that's true, 
I find it very hard to believe that he's 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 looking for double. That surely it would be a handsome enough wage for a nineteen-year-old to to probably retire after a three-year contract. Well, so, isn't that that's correct. This this is this this was the original thing when Stephen Gerrard yeah, first came in. Sure. Even the stay in the last year, it was he wanted guarantees of playing time, and he played eighteen times in the Premier League last season. I think it was eighteen. Yeah. I don't have the, the, the statistics in front of me. I heard that on another podcast today that he played mm-hmm. eighteen times. Um, so if he's talking about barriers to progression or barriers towards the first team, like he they, he just doesn't have those anymore. So now it must be no. so it must be one hundred percent down. And I think even Jared made that kind of put that back in his court today and said, "We offered you a contract, you haven't signed it. You know, yeah. money is there." But now, now he does have a barrier to progression, and the barrier is himself. Yes. Nobody yes. else. So that's an absolutely rubbish argument. Now he can't use that ever. He was given opportunities. He strolled around the field and looked disinterested when I saw him play. Um, obviously, there's a player in there. He's not a Premier League player yet. He's certainly not a Barcelona starter yet. He's probably not a Bruce Dortmund starter either on all these teams that are being bandied about. And look, if, if, if he left this year and we got a couple of million for him, I would happily say good luck to you. Um, I'd be annoyed. But I'd, I'd much prefer that than have a, someone sulking in the background. But I think I think the overriding point for me tonight is that Steven Gerrard, to me, became our manager today. Yeah, he looks like somebody who's capable of making those hard decisions, and I haven't seen that yet since he joined. He made that today, and for me now, he has my total backing because I thought, you know, he looked like a guy that wanted to be everybody's friend. You see him when somebody arrives at training; he's hugging them. He's he's all hands. His arm around the shoulder kind of guy. But as you say today, he bore his teeth and went, No, Carney, you can stay at home. You don't want yeah. you don't want to sign your contract. Why should you get this opportunity of a lifetime to go to the other side of the world to uh, witness or, or experience the magic that Australia has, play a few games, play with play against teams like Leeds United and Man United, be be on the lips of everybody in Australia. Um be on the lips of everybody in Birmingham and, and throughout the world and all those new fans that are supporting Aston Villa. But you've chosen not to sign your contract, so off with you and play with your play with your own little boys that that uh, that you're shining amongst. And look, yeah, look, this this is no like I, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna say like yes, I am an Aston Villa fan. I am fickle. You know, that's what we said to David O'Leary all those years ago. And I'm I'm gonna go to my grave being a fickle fucker. Like I'm gonna go to my grave being very fickle. Um, because it's my it's my prerogative and it's my right to be so. If he signs a new contract, I I could, I'm just as easily going to sit here and say I'm delighted he signed a new contract because he has all the talent in the world. We're not saying that he doesn't have the talent; he absolutely 100 does. What we're saying is the commensurate, like where he is at this moment in time, based on where he could be in three years' time, and what the rumors are out there that what he's looking for. There's something here that doesn't tally up. He's not a Pedri. He's not a Gavi. He's not a Nico that I'll play for. Mar- He's not a Jude Bellingham at this moment in time. He doesn't have those minutes yeah. underneath his belt. Last season, I just checked it up here. Last season, he played 12, he had 12 appearances for Aston Villa in the league. I know he had a couple appearances and stuff, 12 appearances in the league. He played 301 minutes Premier League football last season. So if you're paying on potential, that's absolutely fine. I have no problem on that. But I would imagine that the escalators and stuff like that built into this contract. So we might be talking, I'm just going to pick a number out of the top of my head. Let's say the club have offered him 40 grand. Okay. I would imagine that there's escalators built in there based on minutes played, assists, goals, 
um, in year one, year two, year three, year four, year five. And I could imagine that could jump from 40 to 80, 90, very, eight, to 50, 60, 70 very quickly. The club aren't stupid. That's the way contracts are done. And we're all, we can all sit here and fool ourselves that they aren't done like that for young kids, but they are. Okay? That could be some... I don't know what's there in, in the table, uh, on the table. But for somebody who's got 300 minutes, this is, this is the galling point. And we're... We're well within our rights to sit here and talk out of both sides of our mouth and say he has all the potential in the world, but for someone who's only played 301 minutes last season, yeah. I think that it's a bit of a kickback in the face of the club um, for, for, for what's been rumoured out there. And once again, we don't know the ins and outs of this. We're only going on what we're hearing and what we're seeing and here saying third, fourth, fifth, and specifically all coming from the internet. So this could all change in a week's time. Carney Chukwameka signs a six-year deal. And uh, Villa give him the money that he's looking for. Who gives a fuck at the end of the day? If, if Villa want to pay him 70 grand, 18 grand, 90 grand, 100 grand, 200 grand, 500 grand a week, who cares? If Villa well, can afford it, they pay him. Well, the one thing that's that blatantly that obvious today is Gerard and Porslow and Lang have made the decision that no, you're not getting what you're demanding. You're getting what we yeah. feel yeah. you're worth. And if you don't want to take that, fine, go and find yourself another club. I don't know what he's on at the moment. Probably no one does. No, a few grand or whatever, whatever it is. And I'm sure the club are in a position to let him let him rot there until next next year and ruin a year of his development, which would be would would, would not be good for any party. So no, I, and I don't think the club want to go down that route either because no. And the point, the point I was getting to is that I'm totally with you in that I would love to be lying on the beach next week and to see an announcement come on Twitter that we have signed. Carney on a long-term deal and we could nurture him and make him possibly a, 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 familiar, a, a similar figure to what Jack Grealish was for us and, and him have another four or five years in, in our first team and build a team around him. And, you know, we, we, can't, we can't keep going to the well for more money and buying more players. So if we've got a player like that sitting in our uh, youth team, um, the best thing is obviously to... to nurture that and, and bring it on and make make yeah. sure that um we 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 have a viable hundred million pound player in five years time. I don't know if he'll ever get to that stage. I'd probably doubt he'll ever get to that stage. But for sure um it's just the attitude of of, of all the soundings that were here and it annoyed me. But I, I will tip a glass next week if he signs a long term contract. I outside of Jude Bellingham and Harry Kane I can't see another English footballer going for a hundred million anytime soon. And at that, I can't even see Harry Kane going for 100 million because he's going to be 30 within the next yeah. two years. And as long as Conte is there, he ain't leaving Spurs. So, like, well, I suppose we got to weigh that up as well. That, you know, that I think I think we broke the English transfer market when we sold Jack Grealish. Uh, in in a way, uh, it, it doesn't become the new ba- the new barometer of where player what players are going to be sold for. And you just have to look at Calvin Phillips this year. Calvin Phillips goes for forty five million. It makes me itch inside my skin that they didn't play hardball at Man City. But look. Um, that's them's the breaks. Apparently, West Ham offered more money. I'm not going to get into that because I have I've war on uh, in DMs and, and and Twitter over that. That I feel that every club should be should be um, gathering against Man City as opposed to upping their coffers and uh, and so on with this cash, but uh, and and letting them get away with buying players for cheap. But look, that's a podcast for another day. Anyway, let's let's move on. I suppose just to draw a line under it, I think. The, and I hope I'm, I'm if I'm misspeaking for you, Paddy here, uh, pop in. But I think the part of the political line of, of For the Love of Pomegranate podcast is very much on the on the face of you're either with us or against us at this moment in time. 
we feel that, that by all things that have come out, Aston Villa have made you an offer commensurate of where they feel that you are at this moment in time. I would imagine that offer has escalators in it, it left, right, and centre. You're stalling on the offer potentially based on based on advice from your from your agent or your financial advisors. And until then, until that gets gets sorted out, the club are kind of are, are taking a, a road that you need to make the decision. Now we can't do any more for you, and um, based on three hundred and one minutes of football last season. And if he signs, we would be as happy as every other Aston Villa fan in the whole entire world. This isn't a negative on Kanye Chukwemeka. This isn't two-footed in. It's basically telling it the way it is at this moment in time, the way we see it. And yes, there is a small little bit of emotion in it because this is the club that we love. Um, <laughs> this, this is the comment of mine. Jackson Steele. 113 people watching and only four likes. Hit the like button. It's easy. Don't be a shower of carnies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, K- KFW, sorry, I there, couple of couple of ones there. Um, yeah, Chuck Chukwueke is arguably better than Sansan. As definitely has the potential to be way better than Sansan. Absolutely, way better than him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if a player doesn't want to sign a contract, yeah, what more can the yeah. club do? I think I think that was in response to Shane's comment. There, it said Lazlo. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't. Good. I didn't see that one. Yeah. Oh, apologies, apologies, apologies. Yeah, I didn't. So see that. like we we've, we've spent good money on Sanson, and we've spoke about it many times that he he needs a good uh, he he needs a good run in the team to see to see if he's going to be any good, and if not, we'll ship him out. And yeah. I'm more than happy now to to row in behind Gerard. Now that I see that he's not just a guy that puts his hand on your shoulder, he can call you out when you're being. Whatever Carney is being, so uh, yeah, I, I trust his judgment a little bit better, and I, I I can see now that he's going to be a tough nut and a tough nut to crack. And you know what? Maybe we've maybe we've seen Carney or uh, Gerard come into his own because everybody said uh, Michael Beale was the brainchild and Michael Beale made a lot of decisions. Maybe maybe this is is Gerard making decisions himself. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yes, Declan Rice. Where is it? Declan Rice for 100 million. People are saying Declan Rice for 100 million. I take that bet that he mightn't go for 100 million. I I don't think City would pay 100 million for him. Um, and that's that's one for another day. And I think City are the, are the team that he will go to. Um, I don't think Chelsea pay 100 million for him. I don't know. Not that not he's anymore. not worth it. I I, th- I think what it is is not that he. It's not that he's not worth a hundred million, but I think I don't think the Premier League clubs are going to be as Flahu looked given another club hundred million again like Man City were with, with Jack Grealish. That's what I mean here. It's not the players aren't worth this money. It's more so I don't think. I think the clubs are going to try and want to needle each other. And plus, did, I I don't know that Declan Rice signed his new contract. If he hasn't signed his new contract, so then his value is dropping. Have, I knew Matt Hayes. Second, it's like Matt Hayes the has, this, best comment of the night. <laughs> has this absolute beacon for Declan Rice. Uh, he, whenever he hears it on the internet, he just jumps in straight away. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Diplomatic relations could go right down the pan here if we start talking about Declan Rice. Um, fantastic player, but uh, just um, what could have been? What could have been? Just anyway. Yes, um, Oh, there was one there from Jet Fumes. Yes, as well. More room for Jason Knight. Eh? Jason Knight's on his way to Werder Bremen. Um, uh, Ireland are going to take over Italy and Germany, by the way things are going, because there's a lot of kids going over to Germany now as opposed to going to the UK because of Brexit. It's, it's, it's as hard for them to get work permits and stuff like that in the UK. And plus, they can't leave until they're after 18. If I'm not mistaken, Paddy, you know, to go to the yeah. UK. So there, there's actually an influx of, of young Irish kids into um, Italy. 
specifically into Udinese, San Fiorio, AC Milan, um, Robert Heffernan's, uh, Rob Heffernan's young fella, Cahill Heffernan, signed for AC Milan, and he's getting games for the underage teams uh, at the moment, and also um, players uh, joining the Bundesliga, and Jason Knight is one of those guys that's joined, that looks like he's going to join Werder Bremen, and Werder Bremen are doing some serious business since they've been promoted, so uh, definitely somebody to look at there. We already have Connor Nass, I think, at Mönchengladbach, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, Kevin Zeffi so, there uh, is Zeffi, yeah. Zeffi yeah. is another guy. Kevin Zeffi is another exactly guy. Milan. Man. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's a digression, anyway, into into the underage structures of Irish football <laughs> and where they're being flung in the world at this moment in time. Um, I had another question, and it's gone out of the back of my brain. Uh, Keenan Davis, yes, that's what it was. I didn't. I, I was trying to figure out whether Keenan Davis was actually on tour or not, and I asked uh, the inimitable and the wonderful Ashley Priest, um, and he is. He's on tour, and I didn't see the pictures of him there. But I think that that's really interesting because, like, it hasn't gone away about himself and and Forrest. And it was only today that there was more real strong strong links to himself and Forrest. Uh, him signing for Forrest again. Steve Cooper seems to love the ground he walks on. He seems to think he's going to be a great foil for their strikers. And Lewis Graben rejected their deal. Um, of of a contract, even though they've been promoted to the Premier League, Lewis Graben has decided to move on to pastures new, and it looks like he will probably stay in the Championship because he's a fantastic Championship striker. So they're going to need a bit more of a brutish player. Um, he knows his level. <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. But uh, like I sometimes forget he played with Aston Villa on loan that time, but he came in and he did a job for us and he got uh, got a couple of goals if I'm not mistaken. And he did, he did all right. Yeah, but he was. Yeah. But sure, like like we were struggling for a striker at the time, and he came in and he absolutely, you know, he did he did the business for us, but it just wasn't to be. But um, Keenan Davis could be somebody that moves out, and I think Paddy. The more I think about it, we do. I think the more I think about it, Stephen Gerrard won't end this summer without a striker. I think a lot depends on what Cameron Archer does in the next few weeks. But I think even with Archer, I think we might bring in a striker. Louis Barry's gone on loan. That's that's another thing I meant to say. Louis Barry's gone on loan to MK Dons. So like, mm-hmm. you know, if we're calling up players from the youth squad, I don't know if Brad. I don't know if Brad Young get a call up to the senior squad anytime soon. Um, not that he's not good enough. I just think that, I think that if if we were to have to have that flexible, that tactical flexibility, and let's just say Davis goes out and Ings gets injured for six games. You know, having only two strikers for me is is going to be difficult. And I maybe he goes with Bertrand Troy. I don't know. Am I happy with him just having this? Oh, Bertrand Troy can play up there if if possible. Or we'll go to the two ten system. It still kills us from a flexibility point of view. And I think yeah. that, that I think that Jared understands that because he spoke about wanting to go long in cups and he spoke about wanting to go uh, go in the league. And he brought this up with Ante, uh, with Augustinson as well to say that he wants good backup players that can come in and hit the ground running. And, and, and be there in, in key positions. And I think he's going to see that striker's position as a key position because, yes, Cameron Archer just scores when he wants, but an injury or two there and only having Cameron Archer on the bench as the only recognised striker in the squad, I think he's a bit dangerous. Yes, uh, I, I agree with you. I, 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 do, I do believe there's money to be spent. Um, I, don't think, I don't think he sees Keenan Davis as, as a long-term uh, uh, future striker of Aston Villa, so I, I think Keenan will go no matter what. Um, I'm sure if Forrest don't buy him, there's already people sniffing around to bring him into the championship after the way he tore it up last year, whether that be on loan or whether it be a, a straight buy. But we'll find out soon enough. 
But um, I do believe we need a striker. I do believe we need another, we need another midfielder. There's a comment in there uh, from KFWH. We either need to buy a number eight or make Dougie sign a contract. I think we need to do both, but that's just my I opinion. Both, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I don't I, think Santon is going to be here. Maybe not, but even no matter what happens, I, th- I think we need to do both. I think I think Dougie is uh, is is a good enough asset to have around the squad. I think he'll get plenty of game time, but uh, I, I do believe we need one more player in there for sure. And by the looks of it, looks like we're finished in the defensive setup at this stage. We, we also we also brought in uh, August Augustinson Augustinson. Yes. I, I, yes, and, and I think the more uh, I think after hearing Stephen Gerrard today, I wonder has he had to sit down with Freddie Gilbert? It'd be really interesting. I think if Freddie Gilbert starts on Sunday morning, um, I think that'll tell us an awful lot. Or if he plays forty-five minutes, if he doesn't mm. get forty-five minutes again, because he's clearly in, in Australia, if he doesn't get forty-five minutes again, I'm sure he'd be asking questions. On the wall. Yeah, but is he? Um, I, I think the rawness of, of Kane, Kessler, Hayden will be exposed against the likes of Leeds or, or Man U. So I, I think if, if we don't see him in either of those games, uh, if we don't see Gilbert, that is, I think we, we're looking at him going out the door as soon as somebody comes in with, with a good enough offer for him. Right, and I think the other thing as well with Gilbert is Gilbert only has one year left in his contract, I'm led to believe. Could be wrong, mm. and that is, I don't have it up here, but... I think yeah. he's only one year left in his contract as well. So, like, and I think it would be a contract the club would be okay. Why would would be okay with running down yeah. as long as they as long as he stays with the club and and, and things like that. And I think yeah. that might be doing him a, a good service as opposed to just selling him to the club who offers the most money because you could put him into a disadvantageous situation there as well. So I think sometimes in those situations, a player might look and say, "Listen, I'll run down my contract and I'll go back to Strasbourg mm-hmm. for loads of money." Then at the end of the season, yeah, if that makes. Sense. And look, me, me, and you are big. Fans of Kane Kessler Hayden, oh, we, we spoke about him at length at the weekend, yeah. so we're not we're not we're not doubling up on him here or anything. No, no, it's no, no, it's no. just a case of I think he's just not quite ready, but he will be ready. But uh, I I think another year in a higher league than he than he was previously would do him the world of good. So I think if he got a a championship move to I, I don't know someone at the top end of it, I, I think that would be really vital for his progress. Would you and like to see him? Just, I'd like. To, uh, I I know people are saying championship loan. I'd nearly even like to see him go back to MK Dons and uh, Louis Barry plays out plays up on both the left and the right. But let's say we put him in that right back position and Louis Barry plays out wide right for um for Lee Manning's uh, MK Dons. Um, yeah, might be something to do there. Look, I know it's I know that's not what's going to come into the into the thought process of the loans manager and so on, yeah. Adam Henschel. Um, but. Yeah, it's it it's 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 something to to bear in mind that look, if he does go back to League One again, it's not a failure on his behalf. They'll pick no, the club not, that no. they think will will um will work best for him. Yeah, and if, in fairness, Seb here says uh, he understands where I'm yeah. coming from, but Kane Kessler Hayden looked very good at Man City in the cup. The one thing about that is he was playing in a or the League One, hmm. Swindon, Swindon, Swindon. Yeah. He was playing it for. And he was locked on the edge of his box. He he wasn't doing what Gerard wants the fullbacks to do, which is get up and down the the line. He he was very comfortable on the edge of his own box. He tackled well. He defended well. But that's not going to. He, he needs to do both things, which 
he he has both of the things in his locker, but can he do both of them together? Not quite yet. He's just a little bit raw for me. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, well, it's it's not even that he's raw. It's just it's just a positional thing, and it's what you get from 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 young fullbacks, and it's completely yeah. an or fixable, you know. So I'm I'm not, you know, I don't have any. Like Kane Kessler Aiden will play a, a fair share of games for Aston Villa in the fullback position. I've no doubt about that at all. Um. Uh, what was the other one? Yeah, Louis Barry, MK Dons. I was just, I, I kind of went on to it there for a small little bit. Um, I think it's a great place to send him. Lee Manning's a really good coach. I, I put a piece up on Twitter um, about Lee Manning. Um, uh, there's there's quite a lot uh, to kind of... There's a lot of links with Lee Manning and, 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 and things that are going on because uh, at Bury... Somebody sent me this, actually, I think. Uh, at Bur- he, was, he was the assistant, I think, at Bury. Um, just before the shit hit the fan with Barry, and he was there with Ryan Law, and we all know Ryan Law. Ryan Law was is at Preston North End now. He's the guy who had Archer, Bessie mates with uh, with Stephen Gerrard, Lee Manning also was was there, and now has forced his own has plowed his own furrow. Plays a real high high possession game, high pressing game. You have to work. He's going to work Louis Barry to an inch of his life, and he's going to ask an awful lot of him. But he's a real good coach who will get players up to standard. And uh, yeah, I you know it, I. I'm completely going to hold up my hands. I said more or less the exact same thing about Paul Cook at Ipswich last year when when Louis Barry went to Ipswich. But what happened was Louis Barry was one of something like 16 signings that summer and the club didn't have a clue where it was going. It was following its arse around the place. And of course, Paul Cook, if I'm not mistaken, got the bullet um, at that club as well. So uh, it didn't really help. I think from day one, that club was destined to eat itself. So Louis Barry's going into a lot more stable situation now at MK Dons with a really, really good up-and-coming young coach as well. And uh, I was happy to see that Yes, it's a League One club, and once again, that's what I'm saying that he's been put into a position to help him, as opposed to giving him a championship, uh, a championship berth, and then maybe he only sees two or three or four games over the course of the season, and, and I think that would kill him again because that's what yeah. happened to him at uh, at, at Ipswich. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I I think that's going to do it. Um, I know we meant like I don't have any clue. I mentioned there that I think Villa are going to sign a striker. I don't think it's going to be Luis Suarez at this stage. I've no idea what kind of striker they would sign. I've no idea who they who's even out there at the moment. Pickens are getting slim in the striker department. The whole the whole Europe over unless you're going to spend 80, 60, 70, 80 million. So I think it's going to have to be an inspired choice that comes in a kind of a money ball type signing. And I'm okay with those. They create as much excitement as anything else. But um, until something like that happens, we're going to park that conversation for now. But uh, I think that's going to do it for tonight, guys. Just to let it, let you know what the kind of plan of action for us, for us over the next few days is. Uh, I don't envisage we're going to have anything out between now and probably next next Tuesday um, due to alcohol consumption. So uh, we're being very open and transparent on that. The only thing that we will have out is we will have a team sheet tantrum before the Leeds game and potentially we will have a very short post-match as well. I'll be on the move, so I will be doing it on my phone um, and I'll be doing it uh, doing it on my own. But I will be watching the game and uh, I'll be delighted to pop on specifically for the team sheet tantrum if you guys want to join me, if you're that mad or if you want to want a post-match review of it afterwards. Um, we'll do something on that as well. Uh, but in the intermittent stages, unless there's a big, big signing, I don't think you'll see us until for, for the bones of the next five or six days anyway. Paddy, go away and have a deadly holiday. Don't be worrying about me at all. Don't be looking to come on podcasts now and messaging me and everything like that to get stuff off your chest. That's what the barman in Tarmelinas or wherever you're going to is for.
That's what he's for. Get your stuff off your chest to him. <laughs> Where are you off to? Actually, no. I never even met you. I go to Malta. Malta. Absolutely. Yeah. Would you look at this? Huh? Let's go yeah. Going out there. Yeah, to, funnily uh, enough, um, my my son, who is as big a bigger football tourist as I am now, has reminded me that uh, Hibernians, because they lost to yes. Shamrock Rovers during the week, will have a Europa Conference game next Thursday and wants to go and watch it. So if they get drawn at home, hopefully we get a nice draw and we'll get, we'll get up to that next Thursday. It'll be something to watch while we're there. Absolutely. And uh, didn't get there in time. Yeah, Valletta, of course it is. Course it is. My old geography teacher would murder me in my sleep for forgetting what the capital of, of Malta is. Um, yeah, so listen, have a great time, Paddy. We'll miss you. And in the meantime, if anything pops up, uh, we will pop on. As I say, I'm looking forward to the Leeds game. Thanks so much, everybody, for, for joining us tonight. Please give us a thumbs up if you if you liked what we were talking about. Even if you didn't, it doesn't cost you anything. Give us a thumbs up. We really appreciate it. And um, thanks a million for everything you do. If you didn't catch my chat with the uh, Academy AVFC earlier on this week, I popped it up on YouTube today as well. It's worth, it's about an hour long. It's worth the listen. We go through an awful lot of stuff in it and uh, we're going to be having Academy AVFC on quite a lot over the course of the coming season. I absolutely gelled with him and he's a gentleman of a man. So uh, I will be getting him on as many times as he absolutely wants to come on to talk about the academy over the season. So have a, a look at that. And uh, as I said, thanks very much to everybody here. You know, all, all the familiar faces are here. We really appreciate you coming back to watch us and to give us those thumbs up on YouTube. Um, so go away, have a good couple of days. The sun's going to be splitting the rocks here in Ireland and in the UK or everywhere in the world. I hope the sun is splitting the rocks. Hope Villa get a win at the weekend. And until we see you again, guys, all that's left to say is up the Villa. Up the Villa. Podcast Network.